Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What's up, everybody? It's Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. The Power Rankings Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison. I'm pleased to be joined on this Monday night, Thanksgiving week, with at Marcus underscore Mosher. Hello, sir. Nice sleeveless. Thank you. This is just, I got back from the gym and I hadn't showered and didn't do anything yet. So, yeah, I noticed you get back from the gym, bro. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm excited to talk about football. I was snowed in this weekend, couldn't leave the house. So, I had nothing better to do than just watch uh, Texans Commanders whole game. It's a lot of fun. Did you do some power cleans? Yeah, it's not really my style, man. Yeah. Did you do the 300 workout? No. You don't know? You never heard of that? I have, but I didn't do that. No. Actually, I was interrupted because you called me during my workout, and it was kind of rude for me to talk on the treadmill, so I had to leave. Did you enjoy the movie 300? Uh, yeah, it was really good. Um, I don't think I need to see it again, though. I kind of got the gist of it. If Jimmy Garoppolo got sacked about 500 more times, grew out a beard, and started lifting, he'd look like Leonidas. Yeah, there you go. Uh I want to say hi to uh, Jacob, who I'm related to by marriage, who asked me about the uh, Bengals Steelers uh, outfits this weekend. And besides the fact that I picked that game right and Marcus did wrong, uh, the I'm Bengals not upset wore their that. the Bengals wore their whites. We'll talk about that when we get to the Bengals. I want to get some opinions from uh, at Marcus underscore Mosher on that. I'm just going to refer to you as your Twitter handle from That's now fine. on. Um, we got a lot to talk about. We had a game tonight in Mexico City. 49ers uh, pasted the Cardinals. What was the final? 38-10? 10. Yep. Yeah. Some blowouts in the the league this uh, weekend. And uh, we've got power rankings to do. We've got 32 teams to get through. A little scheduling stuff for all of you. We're going to do our picks pod tomorrow. So it'll be up uh, tomorrow evening. Uh, or you can listen to it Wednesday morning on your drive to work. Uh, we won't have a Thursday night podcast because Marcus doesn't want to work. And then, uh, which is okay. Uh, and then we will come back around next week and do power rankings all over again. But uh, let's talk about the game tonight. 49ers manhandled the Cardinals. Uh, they were who we thought they were. That's all you wanted to say, right? You just wanted to use that uh, Denny Green line. Oh, dude, I just, you know, um, I was telling my mother, I said, Mom, this is the team Cowboys fans don't want to play right here. You know, I'm in Dallas right now, and everyone's giddy about the win over Minnesota. I'm like, I think Cowboys fans, I was telling my mom, I think Cowboys fans would much rather play Philadelphia than San Francisco. And we saw a little bit of why tonight. I think Dallas fans would rather play literally anybody else in the NFC but the 49ers. I mean, the, the number one, number two seed, it doesn't matter. This version of the 49ers team is really scary, especially if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be making plays off script and moving around and improvising a little bit. They're going to be really hard to beat. He was very accurate on the throws that maybe aren't high difficulty, but that you need to be accurate on. The slants, stuff like that. We we talk about that a lot, you and I, off pod. Uh, can you say that? Off pod? Sure. Uh, about like, you know, there's, there's throws that make a quarterback look good. And then there's just hitting slants, hitting guys in stride, allowing them to make a play with the ball in their hands. He did that really well. He actually threw a really great ball on a play that uh, Brandon Ayuk slipped on. But I thought that was a great throw. Uh, it was kind of a deep in cut. Um about 15 yards down the field, it was it was right on the money, but Ayuk uh, lost his footing. Ayuk uh, had a nice game tonight, though. Two touchdowns for him. George Kittle had two, I think. Four tonight. for 84, two touchdowns, yep. Yeah, and then uh, Debo had a run, a long run for a touchdown. 
Uh, who am I missing? Uh, no, that's right. Five touchdowns and a Robbie Gold field goal. Um, Mm-hmm. Cardinals score. Who who got the Cardinals score tonight? James Conner on a one yard run. There it is, James Conner. Yeah, James Conner who had a bunch of touchdowns last year. Uh, so uh, Cardinals didn't look very good tonight. Uh, Colt McCoy had a really rough night. Although I don't really blame him. I I think Colt McCoy played like really hurt tonight. I think he yeah, gutted it because I agree. every every hit, even the ones that he barely seemed to get hit, he looked like he was in so much pain. Um, and he was on the injury report. He's been on it for a couple of weeks, as was Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but I bet you they shot Colt McCoy up before this game, and he played. That's what I think. A couple of things. Well, they didn't shoot him up, and he just played in a lot of pain. What's that? A couple of things on Arizona before we move on. Um, number one, Cliff Kingsbury signed a five-year extension this offseason. How do you feel about that? I don't know how much blame Cliff should get for this team, but it leads me to my second point. The Cardinals just quit in the second half. Like the tackling on defense was atrocious. On the second George Kittle touchdown, Antonio Hamilton made a business decision right on the side. Didn't even want to bother trying to make a tackle. That's a pretty telltale sign, that a big sign that something's – not going well in your franchise and your organization of guys just are quitting in the second half of these games. Yeah. That was, you're talking about the Kittle, the long yep. Kittle score. Yeah. That was, that sucked, man. That totally sucked. I think that's right around when you texted me. That's when I shut the game off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Playing chess online. Yeah. About the only thing that didn't really go the way I thought it would is I thought the 49ers would kind of dominate on the ground. That's not what happened at all in this game. Um, they got some rushing yards late, but it wasn't like the 49ers were running the ball up and down the field. And uh, that's one reason some teams might be scared of the 49ers, their ability to run the football. But I think getting Elijah Mitchell back, I mean, dude, who do you defend? You got Elijah Mitchell in traditional running game behind uh, Kyle Juszczyk. Yep. Yeah, Kyle Juszczyk, who can make plays out of the backfield. Of course, now you have Christian McCaffrey, who's a matchup nightmare for linebackers. A George Kittle, when he's healthy, a top two or three tight end in the league. Uh, a traditional tight end, unlike kind of Travis Kelsey, the guy that's going to uh, block a sure. lot at the point of attack. You've got Brandon Ayuk, who's gone from being a laughing stock of fantasy the first half of the year. Remember, he was probably the most hyped guy in fantasy mm-hmm. last year. Came out like a dud and then turned it on at the end of the year. And then you've got Debo Samuel, you know, and that's not even speaking of Juwan Jennings, who's made some plays for this team. Have a nice year. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in the recent past, I should say. Um, And then if you have Jimmy Garoppolo throwing accurately, uh, what, what do you do, man? you got to beat them on the offensive line, right? Like their offensive line is yeah. not as good as it used to be. You've got to beat them in the interior. Back to the Cardinals really quickly, though. Are you ready to see the uh, Cardinals twice more in primetime before the year ends? No, I'm not. I'm not. Let me guess. It's going to be Cardinals at Broncos and then Broncos <laughs> at Cardinals. No, no. We got we got a game coming up in two weeks, Monday Night Football, uh, home against New England, and then on Christmas – uh, a Sunday night football game against Tampa Bay. Sweet. Thanks for that. I took your advice today. I wasn't having a good day, so I went to Taco Bueno. Now, they don't have Taco Bueno where you live, no. you know, but Taco Bueno, for those of us that uh, are from Texas, we know it's, yeah. it's yeah, <laughs> it's superior to Taco Bell. Marcus, I went with a strawberry soda. Yeah. And I have to say, a strawberry soda every once in a great while is a real tasty treat. Uh, I'm sure you're more of a grape soda guy and then probably orange soda and then strawberry, but yeah. Where would you put those in your rankings? You've got, you hear your choices. You've got like, you know, orange crush, Welch's grape or Fanta strawberry. H- how are you doing it? Well, so the Welch's grape factory is like 20 minutes from my house. So I'm a little biased there, but I will say, my wife and I had cheer wine for the first time in our lives this weekend. Have you ever had cheer wine before? No, but you're not answering my question. It's, I'm getting it's there. Power ranking show. It's okay. a cherry soda. The cherry soda is the absolute best. So you're out on fan of strawberry culture? Yeah, it's fine. I'm. I, I listen. I drank a lot of orange soda when I was like 14. 
kind well, of now that's different. Sometimes. Now, if we're talking about an orange crush versus like Fanta strawberry, where do you fall? See, I don't like artificial strawberry flavoring, so I'm kind of out there too. Yeah, I like the all natural stuff, you know. If it's between Ravens culture and strawberry soda, culture. oh, strawberry soda, you know, you know my thoughts on Ravens culture. All right, yeah, okay. So speaking of, why don't we get into the power rankings? Uh, we'll talk about the Ravens in in a bit. Let's start in the AFC. Uh, with the team that's really struggled and really struggling at quarterback and struggled again this weekend, uh, the Houston Texans. Is there any doubt right now? Nope. They're, they're 32. Uh, another bad pick. We have ahead. a new head coach here at the end of the year. Yeah, bad pick six from Davis Mills in this game. Uh, what does Houston what do well? Do? Well, you know, I've been talking Pierce up, and he had a tough game. I Last I looked, he had eight carries for 10 yards. I don't know if that went up any. Um, he finished with 10 carries for eight yards. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Can we go to the Jags at 31? They, uh, were on a bye this week. I don't really see how I can put the Jags much higher right now. They've had some nice games, but, um, I, you know, we'll wait and see the next time out for them, but being on a bye, not a lot to say there. A team that beat them in England, uh, a few weeks back lost in a bad loss, Marcus, the the Broncos at 30. Any problem with that? I would have Jacksonville ahead of Denver. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I'll take that call. Yeah. Jacksonville, believe it or not, positive point differential this year. We're going to get to another team that I'm, I'm assuming is very high that has a negative point differential. But Denver, my goodness, you want to... Every possible way to throw away game yesterday is what they did to the Raiders. That game they had locked up. Russell Wilson threw the ball out of bounds for absolutely no reason at the end of the game. They never touched the ball again, and they lost in overtime. This this Denver team is atrocious right now. Lost at home to a team that's been reeling, mind you. Um, Okay. Uh, I I can't believe the the throwaway – insane yeah. just an insane play yeah you know i mean you know if you take the sack there and you burn 40 seconds of clock the raiders can't do anything and unless they get a hail mary or something and you know what the chances of that are at 29 i have the carolina panthers they were in the game the whole game against baltimore we said this is a game that that uh baker mayfield needed to look competent it was actually the panthers defense that looked competent mm-hmm. not their offense whatsoever what do you make of baker at this point and any problems with Carolina here at 29? I don't have a problem with Carolina there. I mean, Baker just did not play well. I know he had a couple drops in this game, but doesn't add anything to your offense, doesn't offer any kind of rushing ability. Um, I think he's going to be a backup quarterback for the rest of his career. You know, I was trying to watch that game along with others in the early window, and I was watching the end of the game it was 13 to three Baltimore with the Panthers kind of last gasp effort. And they just got nothing. Yep. They they literally did nothing. Uh, so that game finished 13 and three, uh, 13 to three. Uh, you may disagree with 28, but I'm going to guess you're not going to. That's my uh, hot prediction here. I have the uh, Los Angeles Rams at 28 and I don't feel one iota bad about it. You should. The Rams are just not a good football team. What they did last year doesn't matter in these power rankings at all anymore. And, I don't see things getting better for them. Uh, they lost a couple more offensive linemen. Matt Stafford's in concussion protocol. Doesn't sound like Cooper Cup is going to come back. It's just not a good team right now. If I were the Rams, look, you already got a Super Bowl trophy. You have a good head coach. Shut Cooper Cup down for the year. Yep. Shut Matt Stafford down for the year. Now, Matt Stafford, I'm saying shut Cooper Cup down for the year because he's your franchise. Like he's one of your franchise players. Maybe not your franchise, but he's the Aaron Donald of the offense. Matt Stafford's had two concussions in less than a month. Shut him down and, for the year. And he's been dealing with an elbow about. injury. Like, just yeah. there's no reason to have him take any more hits behind this offensive line this year. There's none. What's, yeah, Stafford came out when he was 22. That was in 2009. So he's what 35 years old. Yeah. Can have some uh, a couple of two, three good years left uh, in him. At 27, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not much movement. I think I dropped him no. a spot from last week. They lost to Cincinnati at home. I thought that was going to happen. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, they actually played really well. They had a lead late in the third quarter uh, against the Bengals. They played well. 
Uh, Pickett showed signs of improvement. The Bengals just were a little bit better in the fourth quarter. I think I think this is fine. Yeah, Bengals are a better team, and most especially they're better at quarterback. I think that was uh, ever apparent in this game. Uh, 26, I've got the Raiders. I moved them up from 32 for getting a win, getting off the schneid, as it were. I I told you organizationally, I thought, how much confidence can they have in those halls? Uh, Getting a last, I thought this was the perfect ending for them, Marcus, because you got a touchdown on the road from a beleaguered quarterback to a wide receiver that hasn't quite lived up to the contract and has had a couple little things uh, or big things, depending on your perspective this year, that's tainted his season. Uh, what do you think there? I think this is easily the best game I've seen from Derek Carr over the last three years. They didn't have Colton Miller, their Pro Bowl left tackle, no Hunter Renfro, no Darren Waller. The defense is decimated, and you're playing on the road against the number three scoring defense. And he averaged... 8.3 yards in attempt, had 300 yards, game-winning touchdown. I, I thought he was awesome in this game. And you're coming off a loss to the Colts, which were the, the talk of the league for their new rookie head coach. Just wasn't looking good. People were talking about Josh McDaniels and a repeat of Denver 2.0 from his first coaching stint. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. At 25, a team that you thought maybe could have been at 32 last week, the Saints, but they were able to rebound this week and get a big win. Yeah, Andy Dalton played pretty well in this game. 21 of 25, 260 yards, averaged over 10 yards in attempt. They still can't run the ball at all. But Chris Olave, man, what a player. He, he's going to be such a stud for the Saints pretty for a good long pick, time. Huh? Yeah. Uh, at 24, I've got the Colts, uh, who we just mentioned, the aforementioned Colts. Uh, they played the Eagles really tough. They had them down 13-3. to I thought they were going to put a drive together at the end of the game when they were down one. That didn't happen, but I – Got to give them a lot of credit under Jeff Saturday, or I got to give Jeff Saturday credit. This looks like a different team. Yeah, their defense is playing out of their minds right now. To only give up 17 against the Eagles and to force several turnovers in that game, I I thought they were really good. The offense is still a mess. But, yeah, they're, they're going to be a tough out the rest of the way. It's their passing game and their offensive line. It's just destroying them uh, right now. Uh, at 23, I've got the Arizona Cardinals, who we saw tonight. We talked about them a little bit already. You had mentioned that they might have a chance for the playoffs. The key game would be Tampa Bay a few weeks down the line, but would have been really helpful if they could have snuck a win tonight. Instead, they got the doors blown off. Yeah, this this seems like it's going to be bad it now that they've lost this game they've already had seven losses i won't be surprised if this team finishes the season at six and eleven i really won't the other thing is they're four and seven and right now if the season ended today you know who your seven seed would be in the nfc san francisco seattle mm-hmm. yes yeah. i had to think about who had the tiebreaker it'd be seattle yeah yeah, even the eight seed, though, would have a winning record in the Washington mm-hmm. Commanders, even though there is no eight seed. And Arizona would be a full game and a half uh, behind them. Uh, excuse me, two games behind them. Uh, at number 22, I've got the Chicago Bears, a game they really needed to get. If they were going to do anything with this season, they needed to take this game as a close game on the road. Uh, special teams hurt them in this game. Um, I just think this is going to be a growing year for the Bears. I give Matt Aberflus credit. I think they've played pretty well, all things considered, uh, but they needed to win here. They've lost four straight games. Three of their last uh, losses have been by a combined seven points, much like the Lions, like we were yep. saying a couple of weeks ago. they got to find ways to just finish these games and win them. I kind of think they've had a pretty significant quarterback advantage over the last couple of weeks, and they're still not winning. That's a problem including when they played the Lions yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago. At number 21, a team you thought I had ranked too high. I think you were probably right, although they did not play poorly this week. I have the Cleveland Browns at 21. No, they didn't play poorly, and actually they were up, I think it was 10-0 in this game pretty quickly. Uh, Amari Cooper had a phenomenal game. It's just that defense, man. They, they cannot stop the run at all, and they once they get behind in games, it's over. It's it's frustrating. It's a good thing a certain team let Amari Cooper go because it's not like they're out there trying to pay a lot of money for a wide receiver on the street. Okay, so Green Bay at 20. Um, 
Thank you. I appreciate that. Another one I don't really feel bad about. Uh, I think a lot of us thought they were going to rebound, but they ran into a tough Tennessee team at home, and Tennessee took it to them at the line of scrimmage, and Tennessee won that game. Yeah, that game wasn't even as close as the final score indicated. Um, Did I even say there was a Packers, by the way, if I didn't? Yeah, it's the Packers. <laughs> I was describing uh, him. Yeah. Talking about the Green Bay Packers. This feels high, to be honest with with you. They've they've now lost six of their last seven games, and their only win was an overtime game at home against Dallas in a game they were getting dominated by, right? They very easily could have lost their last seven games. In a vacuum, I would agree with you. But if you want to review the teams behind them and tell me who's better than they are, the Browns? I, I think the Browns are better. I okay, do. last week you were telling me the Browns were terrible. They are terrible, uh, but that doesn't mean that they're not better. <laughs> The Bears, the Cardinals, the Colts, the Saints. I, I mean, know. I know. These are tough arguments to make, but my friend. You tell me their most impressive win, right? They they, they had the Cowboy game, right? Yeah. They they beat the Patriots you uh, in overtime. By the way, they, you always do that. You say, tell me their most uh, hold impressive on, win, hold except on. for the impressive they, win. They beat the Patriots at home against Bailey Zappi, who didn't even start that game. Remember, that was a Brian Howard game. They beat the Bucks fourteen to twelve in the game where Tampa Bay was without all the receivers, and they beat the Bears in Week Two. That's that's their wins. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Let's go ahead. You know, when you do your power cleans, you get a little extra confident in your analysis on yeah, the mediocre you, teams. Okay, number nineteen. I've got the Atlanta Falcons. Got the win against Chicago. Hey, man, they're still in the wild card race. Love it or hate it, they're there. No, not only the wild card race, they're also in the, the NFC race. South race, right? Um, yep. Yep, they gained a half game on Tampa, who was on a bye. And uh, Cordero Patterson solidified uh, your opinion as him being the best return man uh, in league history. Kick return. Oh, hold on, hold on. You got to say that. Biggest kick returner of all yes. time, right? He he was already that by a large margin. Had a nice return in this one uh, for a touchdown. He's incredible. You're doing a heck of a job. At Thank number 18, I've got the Detroit Lions. Go ahead. Come at me and say this is too high. I don't care. They've won three games in a row. There was nothing fluky. Of course, you know I watched this game. Uh, they, they didn't dominate, but they were in total control the entire game. Yeah. On the road yep. against a 7-2 and two football team. And they just out physical the Giants. Like that's the thing in this game that the, the trenches played awesome in this one. I I don't disagree at all. Surprisingly pleasing uni matchup. As yeah. Well. Uh, number seventeen, a really tough team to rate because their record's pretty good. They've got a lot of young talent. Twenty-one on twenty-one, they can play with a lot of teams, but they have a glaring problem at quarterback. I would call it an organizational problem at quarterback. Do you know who I'm referring to? The New York Jets. You are correct, sir. You're good at this. I think this might be a little low, to be honest. Not when you're that bad at quarterback. Yes, it's true. They they are horrendous at quarterback, but they can play with any team in the league even despite how bad their quarterback situation is. I think they're maybe a little bit closer to 12 than this, uh, but I get it. I get it. So I was going to put them ahead of the Chargers, who have at 16. Their record's better than the Chargers. They've played better than the Chargers. But the quarterback discrepancy is so huge that I think over time, like on a neutral field, maybe the Jets would win the first two games, but the Chargers are going to end up coming on top. Yes, the Chargers lost to the Chiefs, this week in heartbreaking fashion. Don't tell me the Jets would have beaten the Chiefs uh, no, this week. They wouldn't, have. they wouldn't have gotten. You've got to get. It's kind of like we've talked about with the Broncos. At some point, you can play great all around it. But when you have a problem at quarterback and the offense cannot score, it doesn't matter, Marcus. It doesn't. You, you got to put more than three points on the board. You just have to because because. Special teams can beat you when you only put three points on the board, and that's exactly what happened against New England. Now, Chargers ran into a Hall of Fame quarterback who's probably the front runner for the MVP, throwing to, I think, a guy, if he hangs it up right now today, is a Hall of Famer, Travis Kelsey. Tough loss. I'm, I'm still depressed about this loss. I, I texted you last night about how this loss made me hate football once again because I just I feel so sick for Justin Herbert. Uh, because he played out of his mind yesterday. I, he went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. 
and maybe even a little bit better. Um, so I was fighting with national media people on Twitter today about Justin Her- Herbert, and I'm still not over it. Did that game knock the Chargers out of the wild card race to you? No, but I mean it's going to be tough it's, for them. They've it's got getting close though to that yeah. territory, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, at 15, a team that has surprisingly climbed back into uh, the wild card race, probably of all these teams, may, maybe less the Patriots, has a, quote, quarterback issue, but that quarterback issue has been really sparking this team. Uh, it's Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders. They won four out of five, man. They deserve this spot. Yeah, and they're running the ball a ton, 40 carries against Houston. Their defensive line, it if if you just want to watch like awesome defensive line play, go watch Jonathan Allen and what he did the first round pick Kenyon Green in this game. Like a completely dominant performance by Washington's defensive line. It's actually a joy to watch. It was it was pretty cool. And how many weeks have they not had Chase Young? You know, I, I mean, mean every week it, he's it, not played it, yet. You're right. So you know when I think about boy, if Washington can sneak into that seven spot. Who could they take advantage of? And I, the way Minnesota's line played, um, of course, Minnesota had an injury there, but uh, they could take advantage of Minnesota. Um, maybe they could take advantage of Tampa if they played in the playoffs. That's the matchup, right? Like Tampa has some problems at guard and center. If you've got Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne and Montez Sweat and all those guys just making plays up front, and Tampa can't run the ball at all. Be a tough matchup for Tampa in round one. Yeah, I, I think though at this point Washington would be really looking realistically at the seven seed. So they're playing Min- uh, more than likely. They're probably playing Minnesota up in Minnesota, but I I think they can beat Minnesota. Quite frankly, uh, they came pretty close to it a couple weeks back. Uh, at number fourteen, I've got the Cincinnati Bengals. Didn't move them from last week. They got a win on the road mm-hmm. against Pittsburgh. I'm I'm still very lukewarm on Cincinnati. I think they're a playoff team, but this is not a team that has been able to recapture what they did in last year's postseason. A really nice game for Joe Burrow, though. We'll say it was really windy in Pittsburgh. It was really cold. I think the real field in the field was like uh, field was like 15 degrees. Joe Mixon got a concussion early in this game. No, Jamar Chase. T. Higgins even got a little bit banged up, and Joe Burrow threw for 315 yards and four touchdowns in this game and lit up Pittsburgh secondary. It was a very impressive performance by him. Yeah, I was listening to the broadcast. He threw two interceptions, but uh, Adam Marchaletta, I think, kind of pointed out, like, yeah, one of those interceptions was incredible. Another one came on a tipped ball. Yep. Uh, Burrow really, really uh, – I mean, he's the key. He's the key because mm-hmm. he, as a pocket passer, he still can be one of the very best uh, in the league. He's kind of the – the of the young quarterbacks we have, he's kind of the classic. Yes, pocket. Go pattern. back to the nineties kind of pocket Troy Aikman type guy. Yes. Um, at number thirteen, a team that was on a buy. In fact, our next two teams, we'll just do them as a package deal here. Thirteen, I have the Seahawks. Twelve, the Bucks. They played in Germany. Tampa Bay won in a close game. Uh, you pointed out Seattle would be actually the seven seed right now because the 49ers would have the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay has a lead over the Falcons in the NFC South, and Tampa Bay did beat Atlanta in Tampa Bay. That was the Grady Jarrett call uh, game. As far as these two teams, I, I mean, the Bucks have a much easier path to the playoffs given their division, but I think Seattle's going to be there right at the end of the year. Yeah, Seattle's going to make the playoffs. Uh, their schedule's pretty soft going forward, but Tampa is the team that I think, depending on the matchups, I think they could potentially make a run deeper in the playoffs than we think. The interesting thing here is it kind of looks like right now that Dallas would be playing Tampa in the first round because Dallas would be the highest-ranked wild card. Tampa's going to be probably the lowest-ranked. Division winner, but there's a chance Seattle could actually end up going to Tampa Bay, I think, and playing in the playoffs. Yeah. That might be kind of uh interesting matchup. Geno Smith against uh Tom Brady. But again, those teams run a by, not a lot to say there. Number eleven, got the New England Patriots, one on a punt return touchdown with five seconds to go. Did you see it live? I did. Uh, it I did awful. not. So what was that like? Well, 
First of all, I should say that was one of the games that I was watching the most because we talked about it a lot last week, and I actually called that the lock of the week because Zach Wilson just does not play well against New England. And you know what's funny, Elliot, is you could see in New England's game plan on offense that they didn't believe that Zach Wilson could beat them on defense because there was like fourth and fives where they're just running the ball. Like there's no reason to take a chance throwing the ball they're going to just punt the ball back to Zach Wilson and dare him to beat him through the air, and he couldn't. Um, what was really funny about that that last play is the guy that returned the kick or the punt for a touchdown, Marcus Jones, that's actually a guy that Chad Ryder, who was on the podcast during the offseason, and I talked about a, a lot that we loved in the draft. He is the guy that played wide receiver and cornerback at Houston, had all these kick returns, goes to New England, makes a big play and wins the game. It's just it was really cool to see. That's good stuff. Well, if the Patriots were running it on fourth and five, like you said, and then punting, it's pretty cool that Bill Belichick is such an innovator that he can punt on fifth down. I third think. down, really, That's punting, I it's, running on no, third. No, but Bill long. Belichick is very innovative. The fact that he Listen, created a new down, I like I, it. I think no, I said I it right. I'll have to, I'll have to fact check it. But yeah, I know they, what you they, meant. they were just not being aggressive in the passing game, knowing that Wilson wasn't going to beat them. I was being a jerk. Don't let okay, me be a fine. jerk to you. That's, it's I'm used to it. Being a bully. Uh, okay, number 10. We're in our top 10 here. A team that maybe doesn't deserve to still be in the top 10, but just because they had a little bit of a dud performance, we'll see how they do on Thanksgiving. I'm speaking, of course, of the New York Giants. When I say Thanksgiving, they'll be playing at Dallas. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a really big game for the Giants. Even if they lose, how do they lose? And I'm not – maybe they win the game, but if they come out flat and they get steamrolled, that's not a good look. And I think they could lose confidence because this is a team that has not had a lot of success in recent years. How do you see this for the Giants? It's an important one for the Giants because they lost to Seattle a few weeks ago and they lost by, I think, 14 points in that game. They almost lost to Houston last week. They got blown out by Detroit. They can't really afford to have one of these games in primetime where they just can't compete against Dallas. And if that's the case, then we'll start wondering, like, okay, we know their record is, well, they're 7-3. and three. They lose to Dallas and they're 7-4. and four. Are they actually a playoff team? Or is this could this thing potentially crater with games still, two games left against the Eagles, two games left against the Commanders, a game at Minnesota? It's a big one for them. It is. And, again, I think the way they play – could determine a lot even if they lose the game but hey maybe they sneak a win uh in dallas we'll see the cowboys don't have a great recent history uh on thanksgiving which is really weird because when i grew up they grew up they were practically invincible on thanksgiving Uh, okay number nine i've got the baltimore ravens i've moved them down uh several spots marcus um i don't want to say i've seen enough but i've seen almost enough to say this feels like a one and done playoff team to me I like the Baltimore Ravens a lot when I'm not watching them, right? They just yeah. oh, hey, they got a double-digit win against Carolina. It's great. You took care of business. And then you watch the game, and it's like, oh, oh, this yeah. seems a little smoke and mirrors. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to put a lot of faith in this Baltimore team. If you're thinking about re-watching this game, uh, Baltimore, you'd like the condensed version, 30 minutes, I would instead watch the first 30 minutes of Battleship. Granted, it's a lot of CGI, but I think, I think you'll find it more entertaining. Uh, okay, at number eight, I've got the Tennessee Titans. I had the Titans leapfrog a few teams. Mm, I think yes. they've earned it. They've played really good football. I don't think the Titans are as talented as any of the teams uh, ahead of them, the seven teams ahead of them, but they're playing as well as any of them. Yeah, we talked on Thursday night about how much I enjoyed that Titans performance against the Packers. Just to preview a little bit, did you know? Do you know who the Titans play this week? I don't. I haven't looked at my schedule. Ah, this is going to be a game that I know you are going to watch: Titans at Bengals at one oh, p.m. Eastern time. That's a heck of a game. That's, an made, that's awesome not an game. Elliot. That's not an Elliot Harris. No, it, I'm saying okay. We're going to love that game because the offensive line and defensive lines are going to be so much fun to watch. It's that's going to be a awesome, awesome game. 
Yeah, uh, it was an entertaining playoff game last year. If, if they can get pressure on Joe Burrow, I think they can definitely get a win. But it's a tough, man, it's a couple of tough road assignments. Go to Green Bay on Thursday night. Now, of course, they're going to have you know a lot of time to prepare for this game against Cincinnati because they played on Thursday. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. That's a good game. Uh, at number seven, uh, this team did not play a good game. We already talked about them tonight. Um, I think the 49ers could be better than my seventh ranking, but there's a difference between saying a team is the seventh best team in the league and a team you don't want to play because the team you don't want to play is based on style. Yep. Uh, but watching the 49ers tonight, man, they are scary. They're scary as any team on this list. So I agree with the ranking. I would also make them the favorites to win the NFC right now. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I certainly think they can beat anybody the AFC has to offer. Yep. I do. Um, we already talked about their offense, but defensively, when Bosa's healthy and he gets pressure, that entire defense looks much better. Greenlaw was all over the field, kind of like David Long of Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, for San Francisco. Let's not forget they have Fred Warner, who closed so fast on Colt McCoy on a sack tonight. Um, man, I, I you know I don't want to gush. But this team is also a very well-coached team, and I think getting Elijah Mitchell back is really big for them. So the 49ers are kind of like the team that it's like a guilty pleasure for you. For me, it's the Titans, right? Like you know how yeah. much I like to gush about Vrabel. For you, it's it's uh, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, well, I had the 49ers and Chargers in the Super Bowl this year, and one half of that's looking good. Okay, at number six, didn't want to punish this team too much. I did drop them. I've got the Minnesota Vikings. They were awful Sunday, but it was one of those games where everything that kind of goes wrong just snowballs, and it's just one thing after the other. So bad that by the middle – the only other game I saw this year, like this Minnesota-Dallas game, which, by the way, Dallas won 40-3, to was the Buffalo-Tennessee game in week two where just everything goes wrong and you're up the creek, except Tennessee was at least – playing in a tough place. Minnesota was in front of the home crowd. That's what made this a little bit unusual. These games happen, right? Like the Rams last last year lost by, I think, 24 to the 49ers on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. It happens. Now, the problem is Minnesota has had two of these games against the Cowboys and the Eagles, right? Two of the better teams in the NFC. And they actually have a negative point differential on the season, despite being 8-2. and two which is absolutely wild. Um, they're, they're so much better than what they played on Sunday. But I think there are some concerns about the ceiling of this team come playoff time. Yeah, well, the key for them on Sunday was the offensive line. We could talk Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen. Of course, TJ Hawkinson, you got to remember who they got from Detroit. But if you can't block up front, that's the one thing I love about football. It's the one thing that doesn't change. You still got to block the guys up front or your offense doesn't go. It's just that simple. At number five, a team you wanted me to have higher uh, last week. I didn't, but they were on a bye this week, so I wasn't going to move them. I have Miami at number five. Yeah, Miami's got a lot of fun games coming up, including a game against the 49ers here in two weeks. Uh, That's great. They've got a game uh, in Buffalo coming up in a little bit. We're going to learn a lot about this Dolphins team over the next month. The Miami game is in San Francisco, yes, and the Buffalo uh, game is on the road. The the Miami game is in San Francisco, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's good, and that's a fun uni matchup. Well, if Miami went back to their proper. Can, can I just read you the rest of Miami schedule because sure. there's so many fun games. Uh, home against Houston this week. Jeez, that's gonna what a dumb game. At Forty ers at Chargers, at Bills, home against the Packers, at Patriots, home against the Jets. Yeah, um, that is maybe Zach hey. Wilson can actually play. If they if they finish the season at twelve and five and they're able to beat a couple of those teams, we'll just seriously consider them as Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, Wondering if you have a problem. Am I overreacting here? Putting Dallas ahead of Miami at number four, uh, one week after getting beat by Green Bay. But you know they got beat by Green Bay in overtime in a save their season kind of game and. The Cowboys responded in the very best way possible. I thought they earned this spot. I think I would have Miami ahead of Dallas, but it's it's not a big deal either way. Dallas played really well. Um, I think that's 
the type of game Dallas wants to play, where Dak is throwing the ball somewhere between 25 and 30 times. They're running the ball 40 times. They're they're getting early leads, leads to let the pass rush tee off on quarterbacks. That is the style of game the Cowboys can play and play well, and it, I think that's going to translate in the playoffs as well. Well, last week you compared Miami and Minnesota and g- gave Miami all the advantages. I think you're going to have a harder time doing that going toe-to-toe with Dallas because uh, number one at quarterback, we've seen Dak perform very well several times we have not seen Tua other than this year do it uh defensively I don't care there's no way I'm putting Miami with Dallas on that front uh Miami does have the big play capability that Dallas well Dallas has it with Tony Pollard uh Miami just has it you know and that's uh, the difference for me it's just their their overall speed is so overwhelming and Dallas just doesn't have that um but I think these two teams are close yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I will give one tiebreaker. We always talk about this with Baltimore, but I told Marcus off pod on this. Brett Maher is the Cowboys MVP outside of Micah Parsons. He has had an amazing year for them. And, you know, some of these games down the stretch are going to come down to your kicking game, and Dallas has a clear advantage uh, there. At number three, the Buffalo Bills, who had terrible weather in Buffalo, six feet of snow. Marcus doesn't know really much about that. But then they went and played in Detroit, they handled the Browns, but it was, you know, a, a pretty good game for about three quarters. Then Buffalo came up by two scores. I think Cleveland got a garbage score yep. kind of late yep. to get it back within a one-score game. I'm really curious about this Thanksgiving game. I know we'll talk about that more tomorrow, but I think it's going to be a good one, man. Yeah, and it's one that Buffalo should win. They're going to be favored, spoiler, uh, to win that game. But, yeah, the Detroit's going to challenge like the physicality of this Bills team. I'm curious to see if they can answer it. Yeah, I want to see how Buffalo's secondary plays on Thursday. Uh, number two, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs. They're coming off a huge division uh, road win against the Chargers. Well, once again, they had to do it uh, You know, near the end of the game. The Chargers and Chiefs, man, played two kind of nail-biting games uh, this year. Seems like forever ago that they played in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that a Thursday night game? Was that our first Thursday night non kickoff yes. game of the year? Yes. Yep. Um, I feel comfortable with Kansas City at number two. Um, I, you could make a case for them as the number one team, but they got very close to getting beat last night. I actually disagree with having the Chiefs at two. I would put them at one. Well, that's nice of you. The, the argument is. They, their schedule has just been so much harder, and their losses came at you know they played home against the Bills and they lost a close game. Okay, whatever. And they lost to the Colts, who the Eagles barely beat. But they had two wins over the Chargers. They killed the Forty ers They beat the Titans in overtime. Um, I, they beat Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. I just think their 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 strength of schedule and some of their wins are more impressive. That's all. I would say their strength of schedule is certainly uh, – I would agree with you on that point. In terms of their wins being more impressive, I don't know that I would agree with you on that point. You know, Just because you play weaker teams does not mean that you played well when you played those weaker teams. And when the best team, arguably, that Philadelphia has played this year was Minnesota, and they handled Minnesota. And, yes, the Eagles do have a loss, but their one loss the, – the commanders played – Almost a perfect game against them. Almost a perfect game. And Philadelphia still had a chance to win. So um, I feel pretty comfortable with okay. this. Now, they, they could have lost to the Colts, but they didn't. They made the plays when they had to. Now, the last drive when Jalen Hurts didn't do anything throwing the ball, but that's the thing with him, you know, that, that he is so good on the move that he can mitigate that. And the Eagles have other players that can that can make big plays for them. Um, I told you Brandon Graham was going to come back in this game after after that weird hit on Taylor Heineke, and he did. He had a big sack of Matt Ryan. I think on the final drive on third down, he uh, got a sack of Matt Ryan. But uh, I feel comfortable with the Eagles at number one. Uh, I know they haven't looked great the last two weeks, but their record is still uh, the best in the league. And, um, you know, you're going to have some tough wins on the road sometimes, Marcus. That's part of part of the deal. It's fine. Um, uh, th- these are obviously the top two teams. I think I would just have the Chiefs there, but it's fine. They, the Eagles got to win 
style points don't always matter, right? It doesn't, there's not a category for that. And they took care of business against a team that played really well last week. I get it. Now, I have to verify something because now my memory's failing me, but it's hard to believe. But I think Indi- uh, Indianapolis's record is actually better than the Chargers. No, it's not. Okay. The Chargers. No, the Chargers are, are oh, they're five and five yeah. now, right? Yeah. And the, and the Colts are, what, four, six, and one? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, of course, I know, by the way, you were telling me that you wanted to go back and watch that week one tie between Houston and Indy. You thought you could learn a lot. <laughs> so, uh, so those are our power rankings. And again, just to review our top five, we had Dolphins at five, Cowboys at four, Bills at three, Chiefs at two, Eagles at one. Uh, pretty good football teams right there. But the team we the teams that we think are scariest are actually at seven and eight, the 49ers at seven, and the pesky Titans at number eight. Um, San Francisco, is it this week? No, this week Miami's got Houston. So yeah. San Francisco's next game. I'll look that right now. Uh, and then Tennessee's playing at Cincinnati, right? Let's see what we got for San Francisco for the upcoming week. New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> In San Francisco. Listen, buddy. Maybe Andy Dalton goes 21 of 25 again for, you know. He's not. He's not? All right. No, he's not going to. Or not. So those are my power rankings. You heard Marcus's thoughts. What was my biggest? You always tell me my biggest mistake. What was it? Uh, I think just having the Packers as high as you did. The Packers are not a good football team. And At 20. <laughs> I, they're not good. I'm just saying they're, they should be the bottom seven or eight teams in the league. I think 20 is a little bit too high. Bro, if they're, if they're the bottom seven team in the league, that would put them at 26, yes. which means I'd have to put the Saints – the Colts, yes. the Cardinals, yes. the Bears, and well, the Browns Cardinals. above them. There's no way. The Browns definitely. I can, without a doubt, the Browns are better. So who are some of those other teams? The Bears. They already no. beat the Bears. The Bears That's just fine. lost. The Cardinals. No. The Colts. Maybe. Come on. The Saints. Don't tell me. Come on. Probably not, but no. Are you going to say the Raiders? I don't think there's a big difference, honestly. Okay, but the Packers have a better record. They've played better. What's than the, the Packers' Raiders record? Have. Isn't it four and seven? Is that and right? One of the Raiders, three and seven. <laughs> We're supposed to have this memorized. I no, think the Raiders, I think Raiders, are three Raiders, are, Raiders are three and eight, aren't they? No, three, no, and, I think seven. three and seven. The Packers are four and seven. My gosh, I can't believe you're arguing with me about that. Anytime I say what's your biggest discrepancy, it's always like well, this team should be. If you don't want the answer. Don't this ask team me. should be 22. Anyway, so those are my power rankings. But enough about that. As always, I give you the last word. I actually really enjoyed Sunday. Sunday was a good week of football. The Sunday night game was awesome. The afternoon slate really good. All the the Bengals Steeler game was actually pretty entertaining. The Raiders Broncos game came down to the end. We had a bunch of wild finishes in uh, the the 1 p.m. slate. I really enjoyed this week. It was fun. I'm sure it didn't have anything to do with the Cowboys winning 40 to 3. No, I think it was that I was snowed in, and I just wanted to have some good football on TV, and I did. I I thoroughly enjoyed myself. You got it. You know, I know what would have really made the weekend for you. The the cherry on the Sunday would have been if the Colts drove down the game-winning field goal. That's what would have done it – that's what my brother was saying. Oh, so close to having that go. A perfect weekend. Yeah, that would have made it made it quite great. But uh, that's the power rankings for this week. We were uh, we we were we are going to join you guys tomorrow. Of course, if you listen to us uh, on what is that Tuesday tomorrow the twenty second. Yeah, it's you know here's what's throwing me off, bro. It's that Thanksgiving is seems so early this year. The twenty fourth. Does it like feel that. a little early? Makes it like Christmas season is going to be a little bit longer, which I like. Do you like the fact that it's like dark at three oh five now uh, in the afternoon? I mean, used to it by now. It's so uh, weird. It's like you wake up and it's already dusk. Yeah, um, I didn't do anything today. I'm going to plug an article for PFF before we go. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah, uh, I wrote an article be, on Tony Pollard. That you should check you. out. It's 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 by the time you listen to this podcast, it'll already be out. Uh, 
Is Tony Pollard the best running back in the league? I don't know. Oh, my God. Check out the article. <laughs> Anytime somebody says, is something something ridiculous, they go, I don't know. I'm just throwing I'm it out there. I'm not saying it, but I'm kind of saying it. Let's Let's not – I mean, those two touchdowns that Tony Pollard had, I mean, bro, he didn't get touched. He didn't get touched. It's not because he made any moves. All he did is take a the the one the first one was a great throw by Dak Prescott, and he just went caught it on a dead sprint. It was a perfect throw. Can I give you some numbers? Hold on, no, I don't want your numbers because people need to watch the games. The second touchdown was a great seal block by Dalton Schultz. Tony Pollard didn't get touched. He literally caught the ball and just ran straight ahead. That's all he did. Do you know who leads the NFL now in yards oh per carry? Oh, gosh. Okay. You know, hold on. Career yards per carry. Raheem Mostert. Uh, he's number two, actually. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> yeah, he really is. Wow. Uh, Bo Jackson's you know, number one. Raheem Mostert, too. Tony Pollard. You know who three. was number one for quite a while and then lost it late in his career? Mercury Morris? No, a guy that you love. Recent oh. guy that you love. Jamal too Charles. Bad. Yeah, Jamal Charles was yeah. ahead of uh, – Head of Bo Jackson and Jim Brown, and then I think he lost it once he went to the Broncos. Napoleon Kaufman also surprisingly high. Yeah, Napoleon Kaufman could play. My gosh, when I saw him the first time, I was like, "How fast is he?" He was so fat, like quick, just quick. Um, yeah, but Jamal Jamal Charles, no, no surprise that that died when he went to the Broncos because the Broncos—that's where offense goes to die. <laughs> Felix Jones, also in the list of the top okay. 30 running backs. Okay. On that note, listen, before we get to Theo Riddick here, uh, Marcus is the host of Locked on Cowboys. He does that with Landon McCool. Uh, make sure you check that out. Give Landon a follow. Marcus also covers the Raiders for USA Today. He actually got to cover a win this yeah. week. And if you didn't know, he writes for Pro Football Focus. So check that out. He's at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. I'm at Harrison NFL on Twitter. We really appreciate you guys. Hope you're going to have a great Thanksgiving. But before I tell you officially to have a great Thanksgiving, listen to us tomorrow or Wednesday. We're going to do our picks. Talk to you all then. Stump Mitchell, 4.9.